Hello, and welcome to another coffee sode of They Don't Teach This in Law School. I'm your host, Charlie Mann of law firm Alchemy, and this is one of the many episodes between interview shows where I share something from inside the business, something from inside of the coaching calls, a coaching tool, or just an idea that has been percolating and needs an opportunity to be heard. So what I'm going to do during this particular episode while I sip on some good old-fashioned drip coffee, hot off the, not presses, hot off the carafe. Uh, is I want to talk about one of the most common transition points in a law firm owner's uh, leadership journey as the practice grows. And it's one that I coach a lot because a lot of firm owners that I work with who are in the mid to upper seven, uh, six figures who are transitioning over into the seven figures or even uh, making their way from one to $2 million. This particular transition is uh, is endemic to that space, and it's the transition from the law firm leadership stage that I uh, developed some time, a long time ago, many years ago, the uh, patriarch or matriarch stage, and then moving up to the captain of the ship. Uh, those of you who have uh, known me for a while have heard me talk about this in a variety of rooms, but I really want to highlight this concept of moving from the matriarch, patriarch, or head of the family to captain of the ship. This uh, journey is not easy from a leadership standpoint. The journey is less about uh, at this point, how much more can I pour into marketing? And it's a lot more about how you view your team and how you set your team and your firm at large up for success. And it's fundamentally different when you move from head of the family to captain of the ship. You go from truly viewing your firm like a family. I hear this regularly when people talk about their practice. They say, oh, you know, we have kind of a family atmosphere, you know, uh, they're really like family to me. And this is this is a really lovely sentiment. Let me say that it is a lovely sentiment to have. Um, however, it is not the way that you will grow your business. You will not have a family atmosphere at 20 people. You are not the, uh, what was it? Uh, what's that old show? I think it was John and Kate plus eight, where you know they had uh, eight plus kids. Um, so they had this huge family. That's really not the case. Use your average family size of you know four to six people within the family as your guiding light here. When you have four to six employees, it's okay to have uh, a deeper relationship with each of them. It's okay for you to know them more, to really uh, kind of wrap your arms around the whole place and the people as the head of that family. But as you start to move into seven people, eight people, nine people, 10 people, 11, 12, you have to change the way that you view it. And it's for a few reasons, and it really is for the benefit of the people who are in your law firm. This is one of the things I really want to emphasize here is that transitioning from the head of the family to the captain of the ship, it doesn't make you a bad person. Not not in the least. As a matter of fact, you are going to help your team perform at a higher level. So let me start from the top down from where you are. So I already talked a little bit about what it's like to be the head of the family, but let's talk what it's like to be the captain of the ship. So the fundamental difference here is the captain has a mission. The captain has a place that he or she is going and has to see that through. And the responsibility at this point is not to everyone who is on the boat. It is to getting the boat safely to its destination. If there are crew members who cannot keep up, 
they put the lives of the other people on the boat at risk. If there is a crew member who requires way more resources than someone else, they are going to slowly seed bad morale throughout the rest of the crew. You see where this is going. You have to make decisions as the captain that are for the good of the whole crew. You've probably heard stories of people uh, getting terminated from a law firm, getting fired, uh, moving on, and people saying, yeah, you know, it's someone who I should have fired a long time ago, and actually morale improved after that person was gone. This happens. This is not at all uncommon. So you are going to have to start making tougher decisions for the benefit of the crew, and that's the way that you have to think about the mindset. So if head of the family if when you are that patriarch matriarch, your mom or dad to the practice. Uh, and by the way, psychologically, even employees who might be older than you or, you know, whatever age relationship, you may be serving as a surrogate mother or father figure. Like this is a fascinating thing that doesn't get talked about much in leadership where you may be a surrogate for something in that individual's life that you didn't know about up until this point. But we're not going to dig too deep into the psychological ramifications of that. We're just going to talk about as head of the family, you have one-on-one -on -one relationships with everyone, and you're, you care a lot oftentimes about the individuals. Now it is time to care about the team. That's your transition point here. And in caring about the team, you obviously need to care about the individuals. There's no getting around. Care for the people who are on your crew. But you cannot bend the entire crew to take care of one person. This is also where you are going to build a performance culture. If we are, if you're the captain of the crew, chances are all of you have some type of stake in seeing the bigger mission uh, seen through successfully. And so the crew feels motivated to perform at their highest and they want to perform at their best. They want to get to that end goal because it means betterment for everyone, whether that's financial betterment, emotional betterment, more team support, uh, professional goals being accomplished. There's all kinds of things that happen on a well-captained ship that don't happen in a family business environment. <clears throat> on a well-captained ship, people expect to have expectations of them. These expectations are communicated regularly, not suddenly, because by the way, you're not the captain necessarily of a pirate ship. You're the captain of, you know, one of the major vessels of a fleet. You are not some offbeat, strange pirate character out of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. No, you are part of the uh, the pioneering fleet. You are an adventurer. You are a pioneer. You are an explorer as you build your business. And in order to get there, think about being the explorer and having to navigate all of these unknowns. You're going into territory that maybe you've heard rumors about what it's like to have that seven-figure firm, what it's like to have that multi-million dollar firm. What does the marketing need to be? What does the management need to be? What uh, are the financial structures we need to have in place? And in uh, wrapping your arms around all those, your job as the captain is to reduce the fog of war for the crew and to confidently proceed forward, to be a strong navigator for the team, to make big decisions. But also, you can't make any more small decisions. The captain should not be responsible for the minutia. In a well-run 
or a well-captained law firm, the captain has started to let others take care of the routine work. It is no longer your responsibility to, I don't know, hoist the top jib. Is that a, is that a, some sort of nautical thingamajig? I, I, I don't have a boat. Um, I don't have a sailboat. Uh, I, I, I don't know these terms, but anyhow, it's not your job to do the manual labor. As a matter of fact, it's not even your job anymore to constantly oversee the manual labor. That has to be something that people simply do well and you see the results. If someone is good at being able to move a case forward, you should be able to see just from some simple metrics like, oh, how many demand packages did we send in the last month? Uh, what's the status of uh, accounts receivable in our family law firm? You look at these larger areas and go, okay, well, clearly that isn't being completed on time. So we're having trouble in this area. We need to find out what the trouble is. But in a in a more familial firm, chances are the, the activity level is uh, small enough that you can oversee all of it. And so you have to transition mindset wise into truly trusting people. And actually, this is this is also the difference between viewing your team as and, and I'm going to use the term children here. But when you are operating as the head of the family, you do look at the team oftentimes as children that you are overseeing as opposed to the captain of the ship. These are people who you hired to get a job done. They have families of their own to take care of. They need this journey to be done safely and prosperously so that way they can bring home the riches and the lifestyle, et cetera, for their people. Yes, we are all on a mission together. Yes, we all want to succeed together in on a well-captained ship. But understand, your people have different motivations. They have lives outside of what happens on the boat itself. And you have to you you have to build a practice that accommodates for this. You have to build a practice that allows these people to accomplish goals that they can accomplish them because they are on your crew. But they may not be goals related to being on your crew. Have you built a law firm where others can come on board, achieve the mission, and in doing so, achieve other missions in their life? You know, this actually goes back to the idea of the book, uh, Who Not How, which I'm sure many listeners have heard of. And if you haven't, it's a great work by Benjamin Hardy and, and Dan Sullivan. Uh, Dan Sullivan really being you know the lead generator of the intellectual property. But one of the keys to he, who, not how, is that it's not just about you going finding a who. It's about you being a who to someone else. It's about you creating a place where you help others fulfill their dreams as they are helping you fulfill your bigger dream. So this is what you do as the captain of the ship. Are you going out on a big enough mission that you have crew members lining up who want to be on board and are willing to accept higher expectations. This is other part of being the captain. You really, and we, we talked about it briefly a few minutes ago, but you have to start holding people up to expectations. You have to set expectations and you do have to clinically hold them to that. Yes, we understand that people have bad days, but it when people spend an entire quarter underperforming and you don't do something about that, the rest of the crew, either they are going to basically mutiny, they're going to come to you directly and say, you have to do something about this. This is unacceptable. Or they're going to perceive that as the actual standard in the law firm. And this is why the captain has to take any crew member who is not living up to the expectations 
on this ship and say, look, I'm going to drop you off at the nearest port. You can find another boat to hop on. You can find another person to be the captain, but this is not the place where it's going to happen for you. You know, some of the language that you've heard maybe in the past is saying, hey, you know, you, you clearly have some really good skills and I think you're going to be a superstar, but it'll be in someone else's business. This is, this is the toughest part about elevating to the captain is letting go of that familiar aspect. Now, let me also say this. Your law firm isn't your family. Even if, yeah, okay, some of you listening probably are like, well, I actually have family members in the business. I get that. But your law firm is not your family. Your family is your family. Spend your familial energy on your actual family and spend leadership energy, captain energy on your business. Okay, you ha- you have to divide those aspects of your life. So that way you can come into the business and say, this is what I expect people to get done. This is when it needs to get done. And yes, we understand when some people don't perform up to expectations, but the reason we expect everyone to overall perform up to the expectations we have set is because if we don't, we are technically saying this is the actual expectation. It turns out it was 20% lower than what I said. Now, it's also your responsibility as the captain to make sure the resources are available to your crew to achieve the mission. If you go and captain a ship and you don't put food on board, you don't have the supplies needed, you don't have whatever is required for uh, you know as you go along to patch up the sails, etc. I won't abuse this analogy too much more, a metaphor too much more. If you don't stock it up, if you don't set them up for success, how can you expect them to succeed? If you walk out and you, let's say you own a firm and right now you're acquiring a dozen clients every single month. I don't know what type of firm it is. We'll just call it a dozen clients every single month. And you walk out and you go, you know what? I want you to sign 50 clients every single month and you don't spend a single dollar more on marketing. You don't go out and learn about intake or bring in an intake trainer. Uh, You don't improve the way that you monitor finances. You don't set them up with systems on how to move those cases faster. You don't become a better salesperson and train others to be better salespeople. Then how can you expect them to succeed? You can just shout at them. Yeah, we need 50 clients all the time. But you know what's going to happen is they are going to be the ones who opt out of you being their captain. Don't forget it's a two-way street. Eventually, they will go, you know what? No, this, this, this isn't where I want to be. And even very talented people are going to walk away because very talented people want resources to work with. So this is all, this all, and truly, there's a whole lot more that goes into being the captain of the ship. The reason I want to talk about today is because I know so many firm owners, including many who I work with, who are actively pursuing this transition right now. And it starts from being a mental transition. Yes, there are resources. Yes, you're at a point of scale where we need different marketing. Yes, there are different hiring strategies. Yes, there are all kinds of tactics and interlocking pieces of the practice that need to be developed and redeveloped. But it starts from viewing yourself as the captain of the ship and not just the head of the family. All right, if you're interested in these ideas and a whole lot more, make sure that you're getting the regular emails from Law Firm Alchemy. If you're not, go to lawfirmalchemy.com and click any one of the free offers up at the top right-hand corner. You might see a join the tribe or join the list or whatever it might be. Go there. 
get on the email list. So that way you can see more ideas like this, get updates about videos that have been released, courses that are coming out, opportunities for coaching and strategy days. Uh, and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode of They Don't Teach This in Law School.